The flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. Starburns is here, and I'm joined by Mr. Moral Victory from St Kilda Cookson. Hello. The brains behind Hawthorne's One Direction membership campaign, Penal. Good evening. Proud player sponsor of James H. from Collingwood, Morgan Ashley. Hello. And the father of Owen, now known as Juan, from Fremantle, Jose. Hello. All right. So where do we want to begin? Fremantle winning a game. Uh, well, it's goo or tears. So is that your goo? No. Jeez, it's more, so... more of a relief goo, actually. Fremantle won a game. These Owen jokes are getting really annoying to me, because he's going to be 0-11, 0-12. These guys don't have a writer's block. So good it's now is Shawan, because I like Shawan Matter. Oh, it's 1-1, isn't it? Or fucking... Um... Oh, Shawan 10. <laughs> but I, I love the creativity of the bay on that, and those Owen names have been pretty good. I like the um, Owen 10 one, and the Shawan 10. So if that's not your goo or your tears, what have you got? Oh, uh, goo is definitely... um. Matthew, oh no, not Matthew Pavlich, um, who's it? Oh, Chris Main, man. He actually played a semi-decent game. Wow, you've really had a rough year, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, I've had, I've just, he's trying to pick out who's been less shit than the other guys. But Chris Main played pretty well. Oh, God. That's, like, sad. Mm. Really, yeah, like, like a sad beyond some sad music. I feel really bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see some shit. Anyways, anyone else? <laughs> Alright, yeah. I hope I guess. What a downer to start on. It's goo and it's such a downer. All around me is familiar faces Going places <laughs> Right, carry on. I'll have tears for the useless shitbags in this and kill the lineup who get on a plane and can't play football. I mean, Armitage, you're meant to be leading the team and you're being shit, you fucking cocksucker. <laughs> Gilbert, just go become a school photographer, you're useless. The others, just fucking do your job, you useless bastards. I'm done, I'm happy now. Do your job, mods. Fucking do your job. Wicked bird, mate. <laughs> At least you gave the old college try. Okay, that's the friend of the week. I wish my team did. Oh, yeah, well, speaking of teams who didn't give it the old college try, fuck me. I got tears, and therefore I, somebody who's seen my tears once or twice this season. Oh, I knew it. Oh, right. cunt. 
Scott. He had some uncharacteristic turnovers. Oh, uncharacteristic miss, uncharacteristic turnovers. Scott Pendlebury, put your fucking head over the ball. <laughs> this is what I don't want. I don't want it on a Monday for you to come out and say we need to be harder. Why don't on a Sunday you be harder? I don't want to hear about it. Today, I don't. I know what you need to do. Why can't you do it? Hand me the Monday lecture. I continue to be amazed by the Pendlebury hate. How shit was fucking white? What, or cloak? No, cloak wasn't shit. Oh. No, if he was wearing any other number on his back, he wouldn't have even cared about what kind of game he had. He still only had like five kicks and kicked one out on the full. He had, he had 13 touches and took six marks. So, hey, let's all get up in his face about taking six marks. Who didn't take six marks? Charlie fucking Dixon. He had a great game, no. though. Oh, did he? How many points yeah. did he kick? Two. How many goals? Did None. He- did he 23? He crashed packs. He was a contested marking beast, except that he didn't mark any. No. Cloak crashed more packs. Cloak took marks. Charlie didn't fuck all, kick no goals. So fuck You can't put it all down to stats. If you put it all down to stats, Tom Rockliffe would be effective. Go away. Jesse White, how do you feel about his shanks? I mean, open goal. Like, <laughs> open goal miss. Oh, he got dumped. It, it, that hurts me. Like, I'm the only fan, and you do that to me. It's because he wasn't playing in the back line. Like, you weren't getting the best out of defensive Jesse White. I've liked Jesse White's games the last couple of weeks where he has been trying to be offensive Jesse White, but it was just offensive. Like, (laughs) it was offensive to my eyes. So, if you could get back in the back line and stop touching the ball, I'd be really grateful. At least he gave it the old college try. I should stop because we'll get to talking about the games. Uh, At least he ran back on, like, a Calibri. See, this is a problem with Colin. And it's not just on a Canterbury. But why is it whenever Collingwood lose in really bad fashion, the first thing that always gets talked about is the fact that their midfield, a lot of, not just their midfield, but a lot of players don't actually run both ways. Like, how is this still a thing after, like, three or four years of it being a story? But, like, that wasn't even the case on the weekend. That's not why we lost. It's easy because someone else has said it before. And rather than actually analyse and think about why, we'll just go back to saying rehash old shit. Because, hey, that saves us having to do any actual thought. Like, why do we keep p- putting it on Cloak? Because he's easy. Why is no one fucking abusing Adam Oxley for being an absolute fucking shit truck? No one cares about him. Because no Oxley is on $800,000 a year. No one knows who he is, and you've got to be Lewis Taylor like, levels of shit to be slammed as a young player. Seriously, if, Soft. If, if Braden Maynard is not hung by the balls in Smith Street next week, <laughs> I'm going to fucking riot. That cunt needs to go. Yeah, um, Ray- Maynard is terrible. He's I watched him. He was shit. And he's I picked him for my super coach. I think he's heading to Fremantle, you know, with one of our great trade deals. I think he continues to play like that. Pick one. Pick one, yeah. Pick one was Cloak. Or maybe they packaged no, he's Cloak the and Maynard He's the McFarlane <laughs> in the deal, except he won't turn out anything like McFarlane. He's the Jack Crisp steak knives. That means he'll be really good then. Oh, yeah, well, that obviously you haven't watched him this year. Bum, bum. That's actually, I've got goo, and speaking of Brayden Maynard, thank you for picking him at uh, pick 30 so we could pick uh, Daniel Wow at pick uh, <laughs> 1, and this guy is so good. He will be a future Brownlow medalist, he's that good. Is this before or after Liam Shields wins one? My actual goo today is for uh, All-Australian full-back James Frawley and All-Australian centre-half forward Jack Gunston, who are just having the most amazing seasons, and they're probably the only two players uh, who have actually improved this year. 
Mitchell's probably around the same, and most of the rest of the team have got a little Poppy. bit backwards. Uh, yeah, Guapolo and, and Cyril's probably about the same, uh, but a few players have gone backwards. Not these two. Not these two, though. They're awesome and will be All-Australian and have single-handedly won us a couple games. I noticed Crawley made Hogan his bitch show, so always good to see. Nothing else on that? Uh, a little bit of side goo for Alistair Clarkson and his uh, wicked burn mate of the AFL in his presser. <laughs> Which is uh, basically said they move even even slower than government when it comes to uh, rule changes, and that uh, was this to do with ducking or something. Yeah. To do with ducking, yeah, because there was one dodgy one from from our game involving our player. But um, uh, yes, that that was interesting because Jordan Bannister actually owned up to that being a shit call on Twitter. He literally said it was a shit call. Mistakes happen. It's just like why don't we get this more often? Yeah, and Clarko just went whack on the AFL for basically kind of stalling on it midweek and not changing anything. So good, uh, refreshing dose of dose of honesty from the great man. They're, they're a bit damned if they do, damned if they don't though on that high tackle thing because everyone cracks the shits when stuff gets changed mid year. And admittedly, it's been mixed success over time, and this one would be a harder one. But God, they needed to commit to it. Yeah, but we we knew this was an issue. F- yes, true. Five years ago, like. Well, how long Selwood been playing? Yeah, but it, it only really became an epidemic where you got the uh, the younger players starting to come through, like maybe four or five years ago. I've got tears, and it was really, really tempting to have Hardwick tears, but I... <laughs> fucking idiot. But it was really tempting to put those out there after Friday, but I committed to my tears early last week, not long after we recorded. And my tears are for the tanking debate because of the Fremantle fucking Essendon game. Robbo got 10 pints in and wrote a piece thinking, oh, you know, no one's going to try because there's a pick pick number one on the line. And all of a sudden we have the whole fucking lottery draft debate coming back. And no one has tanked since the priority pick went. Like, it happened when there was a bonus pick. No one's ever tanked for draft position. It's not worth it to pick Weedering over Shaki or McCartan over Petrarca. It's never been for the losses and the shitness that you go through for a year and the no wins and the poor culture. No one's ever considered that to be a reasonable price to pay. Clubs have only ever done it when they've been able to get two players, like a Revolt Cozy number one and two sort of deal. Not that St Kilda tanked, they were just shit, but you know, no one's done it except for those two picks. And I'm just sick of hearing about this debate. It's fucking, it's nauseating. Yeah, so am I. Like, Fix a real problem we, like ducking. We have been really shit. It isn't we're deliberately doing it. Our players are, you know, half of them are passengers. And when our good players go away, they get exposed. Like, even Brendan Bolton called out that it was a ridiculous notion. Like, this is a guy who's walked into a team that has traditionally tanked and had a broken culture and, you know, didn't win games. And he's won 6 of 11 against all odds because he's gone out there and he's actually prioritised you know, winning, winning. And along with development and you won't see him, you know, Carlton looked like they were going to go the list management wise, looked like they were going to go the tank this year with some of the spuds they brought in, but they've actually, they've played for, you know, culture as opposed to, you know, and they'll still draft in the top, by the time they run out of steam, they'll probably still draft in the top eight teams. It's just, it's a shit debate and I'm sick of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the tanking debate because, yeah, we get accused of it and then when we start winning, it's like, oh yeah, you're not tanking anymore. But then when we start losing, they immediately say we're tanking. Can we focus on a real problem like the fucking, like, it's, cause it's papered over the ducking all of a sudden. Yeah, ducking. Can we just focus on the real fucking blight on the game? Not the one that got fixed six years ago when they said no more priority picks, which we'll come to later. <laughs> Reviews. We'll begin with the closest 
game of the round, I think, margin-wise, which was the Bathwater. Well, they were against the Roadkill Eagles, and they only just held on, but I imagine there's some strong opinions on this. It was a pretty close game, actually. It was, considering West Coast are so inept on the road and Kennedy didn't play. No, he, t- he turned up in junk time. Yeah. <laughs> Even the last goal. But it was a pretty good game for the first quarter, I found, but the last three quarters, a bit sloppy. Last quarter was all right, but... Quarters two and three were just, yeah. It was close. Like, the dog. This is the weird thing about the dogs. Defensively, they're really sound, which is strange, but they can't kick goals. Like, they're actually missing Cramery. Maybe Cramery's a decoy. Fuck, I hate to say I told you so, doggies, you dickheads. I told you you'd miss Cramery more than any team was going to miss one of their suspended players. And because you were never going to get the 40 goals out of Tory Dixon again. Yeah, Jake Stringer is just continues to be the defective package. He always seemingly does one big fend off, and it was like, "Oh, the package is here, he's arrived," but then he disappears for most of the game. I mean, you're not the next Gary Ablett. You're not even as good as fucking Cremieri. You just, you know, maybe <laughs> focus on being consistent. <laughs> Cremieri. Seriously, try and be Nathan Ablett before you become Gary Ablett. You fucking spud. Oh. He's, he's getting fucking slammed. Nathan Ablett, Cramery, come on. Nathan Ablett won Premiership. That's something that Stringer... Nathan Ablett the worst Premiership player of all Cameron time. Cameron Mooney got an All-Australian because of the midfield that Geelong had. Nick Mack if Stringer needs to prove to himself that, you know, he could do it multiple times and start kicking goals like he should, he should be kicking at least three goals a game and being the main man at that club. But he's not. He's just like, oh, yeah, no, I'll just do one or two he, things. Yeah, he's, put, he's, putting, he's putting in performances when it suits him this year. Last year he was pretty consistent across the year. This year he's high return, low return, and it's... Generally against the better opposition that he's not doing it, not getting it done. Like, he's wearing the extra attention, but he's not responding to it. Like, he's gone around telling his teammates to get all fancy haircuts and all that, when he's the one being on every goddamn football show and, like, and sledging legends of the game. It's like, come on, man. Who is he sledging? Like, he sledged Nick Rewalt last year, but then Nick Rewalt kicked his ass in a fucking comeback. So you only St Kilda supporters know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I only know when stringing on the pitch when, you know, BT yells out. The package. Does look like the package only rolls downhill. Can't <laughs> someone inspected that package because there's something wrong with it? <laughs> I mean, but if you were Eagles, you'd be like, Ugh, another game loss on the road. That was there to be won in parts, and they just they were really fucking disappointing against a team that you know would have actually been a reasonable scalp, like one within inside the eight away from home, and they let that slip in a game they could have easily beaning considering the scoreline at the end. They should consider recruiting more Victorians so when they get them out they actually do know where the fuck they're going. So they feel at home. Maybe they need more booing. Just watching it, like, I felt the Eagles kind of did well to stay in the hunt because in all the other games against decent opposition away, they've just given up the chase. Uh, been in it early and then gave up when it got hard, usually in the second or third quarters or something, but they kind of stuck stuck it out the whole game so dogs maybe away, they're though. improving yeah the dogs are still i guess they have they, they have their issues in the forward line maybe that'll be better uh with when boyd comes back probably not both, but... <laughs> that's, that's, that's a fucking optimistic boyd 20 and freeze first game back 20 what headbutts and three yeah. full trips i reckon I reckon fucking matthew boyd 20 and three is more likely than tom Actually, checking out the doggies, I'm looking for They haven't scored 100 points in a while. Probably not since they played St Kilda, round yeah, two. Yeah, no, no, round eight, I think. 
beat Melbourne. Yeah. Oh, well, that's only three weeks, Jose. Yeah. yeah. That's not Doggies. very good in football, then. Doggies concerning with the forward line. Mm, a little bit. But isn't that the story of the dogs as a club? Can develop <laughs> great players... But key forwards are like kryptonite for them. Well, at the, mo- at the moment, there's... They've got 7 billion midfielders, and they cannot make one fucking forward. Well, at all, just about anywhere, because at the moment, their ruck stocks are average for a top eight side, and even down back, their key position stocks are okay. Do they still have Ace Gordy? No, they get delisted him. But Minson <laughs> sits in the twos. Honestly, I haven't, I haven't seen him play in two years, so I don't know what the pro- what what he's doing wrong, but obviously he must be doing something very wrong. No, they just don't rate tall people in football. <laughs> That's why they recruited Caleb Daniel. <laughs> if, you, if you're over 180 centimetres, they just write you off. Like when Devo okay. got to the club, he would have been like, Will Minson, what what do we need a ruckman for? When Tom Boyd got there, they, when Tom Boyd got there, they got angry because they'd been looking at Matthew Boyd's at, at his height and shit, and they thought, oh yeah, that's all right. But then they got him; he was too tall, so now they don't play him. Maybe a giant potato. Maybe they maybe they do think that if they do have issues up forward, maybe they will uh, make a play for Cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon someone of the dogs probably has like a Napoleon complex about tall people? <laughs> yeah. Potentially. But still, it's an opportunity for you, Jose, and Fifey. You're short enough. Go to the dogs, ask for a job. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. But they do hate tools down there. It's quite... They're heightists. Yeah, it, it's almost Grant Thomas-esque thinking without the, with the hatred of the tools. I know. Tomo just didn't like Rockman. He's just like Rockman. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, I know. Ooh. It fucking it Let's killed you. It crucified you. With Tomo's thinking, though, at least he won a preseason cup with it. <laughs> <laughs> when Britain won a preseason cup. Nothing else on the doggies. No, have they followed yet? No. Well, Teach isn't here, but we are going to discuss his side. Like that was a very good game to watch as a neutral. I mean, both teams went at it hard, fast football. Giants kicked incredibly well in front of goal. I mean, they took every chance. But, yeah, I mean, Cameron and Lobb and Patton really got blanketed out by Geelong's defenders. Oh, Cameron just played a shit game, man. His day seemed to struggle massively. But all the other... I didn't see any of this game, but I did hear they got a, got a nice run yeah, from, they did, they from did. the umpires. Can we scratch this up to a moral victory to the Giants and that Geelong still really are in a Yes. In the hole's called Geelong. <laughs> I think Geelong struggled to play away from home, though, because they win a lot at Senior Park, but when they play away, jeez, they just drop off so much. I think Geelong, like fans, they're begging for AFL to give them a final down at the shit all because they know it's the only chance they have a winning one. That's if they make finals. Why? They lost their last one. They've got a 0% winning record there. Like, name me another club that has a 0% winning record in finals at their home ground. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Teach when you need him? I just love, I just love it to the fact we inflicted it out of all teams. Well, that just made it even more funny. It's like Scarlet's last game, ha! Huh. Freo ruined it. Freo ruins everything about Geelong. 2013. Freo ruins everything about Freo too. Yeah. Love ruining their Premiership Champions last games. <laughs> and also, the youth was also concerning. I mean, Ruggles had the struggles. <laughs> McCarthy, don't even know who the fuck he is. Lang was meh. Motlop was just downhill skiing. So how'd they win this game? Off the back of Salwood, Deadfield, Martel. Just mm. Salwood. He was and the and the umpires. Apparently, Zach. Apparently, Zach Smith dominated Mummy too. Mummy and got the umpires. Yes, of course. Yeah, it's hard to beat twenty-one. Geelong supporters are just that impressed with Zach Smith because they haven't had a ruckman 
for five years since what was his name Otten's retired. Um, so yeah, they, they, their comparisons are fucking Reece Stanley, uh, Dawson Simpson, and Oren Stephenson. So I can understand why they why they really like Zach Smith because he's a he's a C grade player in a team that's only ever had F grade ruckman for the last five years. Did anyone have, did anyone catch that they cheered when Stevie J kicked the goal? Or apparently they were all nice about it, like when Gaza kicked the goal. Well, in fairness, they did delist Stevie J. I know, I, I, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I wonder what Peach thought about that. Were they the same people who clapped them off after the loss that enraged him? So, <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you know what, te- you know what, Teach, uh, Teach would be thinking. He'd be like, if anyone gets stuck into Stevie J. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Teach, I mean, we are a bit concerned about how well. He's, I think he celebrated the win a bit too hard. I think I think we'll come to that a bit later. <laughs> I'm, I'm more concerned about him than his team. Yeah. Um, Jeez, one I'd say is um, just weighed in with they win because Toby Green gave away eight free kicks. So um, <laughs> oh, that, that's all. That's a too. lot of clangers for the clangman. But he also did kick three goals. I mean, Green actually he's been really good this year. I mean, kicking goals, <laughs> eight, eight really free kicks. From, come on. He's really recovered from beating the shit out of that guy at the pub once. Yeah, no, I think one of the free kicks though was dumb. He got an abuse free kick. We get an umpire free kick, but he probably deserved that because um, to you now the free kick the umpire called was absolutely dog shit against Toby Green. Jordan nothing. Ballister agrees. Yes, <laughs> nothing else on that game. Uh, Giants are still coming. Geelong, Geelong is still unconvincing. Yep. Get better youth and a better better stadium. That's not a hole. Hawthorne got tested in the wet by Melbourne. Melbourne putting in a performance that. I guess is becoming a little bit playing all right against the better teams now. They're losing some of the shit trucks still, but <laughs> come at us, vloggos. They weren't far off. Look, the most notable thing about this: did anyone see Jeffy Garlett squib? Oh yeah, a few yes. soccer kicks. I mean, just no, kick no, the, no, kick no, the no, ball no, up. no, 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 no. The the folk where he was pretending to go for a marking contest, but in actual fact was running away from the football. Yeah, um... Honestly, Jeff Jeff Garlett played the worst game of football I have ever seen someone play on the weekend. Josh Hunt and Dyson Heppel look like fucking Glenn Archer compared to what Jeff Garlett dished up with that squib. So not a good it was week not a good week for the no, Exes. They got yeah. pummeled on field and Jeff Garlett did not want to get touched on field because that was an all-timer and that has me thinking that one of our Bulldogs vlogs, um, Badisifa needs to bring back the Alan Didak squib medal. And even if that's the only nomination for the year, it deserves to be noted and won on the back of that because that is an all-time squib. He short-armed it, he head-ducked, he did everything. The game was, yeah, the game was close, but it probably shouldn't have been. I mean, it also was funny that I think well, Bernie Vince got on a Twitter sash or some NBA player because of his bitch lap or something. What? Yeah, and, um, was it that? Some, some NBA like, fucking footballer started trolling Bernie. <laughs> Um, and then Bernie responded, was it, who? Was it Bogut? Cause we, no, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was an unknown bench oh, okay. player. Because Bogut, Bogut does like to get into those... Yeah, but he's an essence supporter. He's well, yeah, he's a bit of a cool chugger as well. That's what I'm saying. He's a bit of an idiot. Yeah. No, we we almost kicked ourselves out of this one. We we really dominated, but couldn't put it on the scoreboard. Yeah, a, bit like, uh, a bit like the dogs. So, uh, yeah, kind of good to come away with the four points in, in the end, but it could have been a lot uh, uglier for Melbourne. Yeah, I was hearing they are. that Hawthorne are playing really, really well. I'm going, why aren't Hawthorne up by 30-plus points? But I also got my prediction right that Hawthorne would be losing when they went into half-time. So I got some money on that. It was Joe Ingalls. <laughs> and 
Joe Ingalls tweeted Bernie Vince is garbage. <laughs> and Bernie Vince tweeted back to him and just wrote Joe who. <laughs> and then Tyson Beck goes coming from someone best known for Kobe dropping 60 on him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's, like Zach, that's like Zach Dawson calling out an NBA player. Best known for having seven goals kicked on him by the worst 200-game player of all time. I will say that Melbourne's midfield, like young midfield, they're going to be fucking so good in a few years' time. And and unlike the Dogs, they actually do understand what tall players are. So they'll be okay They've got Hogan and they've got Wiedemann, who didn't go grandfather's son. Chris Dawes admittedly got a game back this week, which was strange, but... um, yeah, they do have a few tools. Just not, just now you mentioned Melbourne's young midfield. Did anyone catch... How does Tom Hawkins get a fucking week for what he did? That punch was softer than any of the three Viney dished out. <laughs> well, Hawkins is fat. Yeah, is, so... it, is it because he was fighting out of his weight division? Is that what it was? Does he get more points for that? It was a handicap. <laughs> Hawkins dodged the way in and, and just fought with someone he shouldn't have. It was, it was pretty funny watching the thread... Uh thread on the MRP board because uh, Hawk supporter posted it and um, all the Geelong flonks just come in and say, oh no, there's nothing in it. This is just being started by a, a bitter Hawks poster. And then the fucking backtracking when he gets a week, it's like, system's rigged. Well, it is. That was, a, that was the um, most stupidest. I guess it's probably to thing. factor in the umpiring advantage they got this week. Nothing else on Melbourne Hawks? No. No, Hawthorne just doing what they have to in the last quarter again. Pretty much. Pretty much. Let's go to Carlton beat the Bryans by quite comfortably in the end. Carlton got a big win over the X's because they racked up 100 points. The most notable thing out of this game is Tom Rockliffe. Uh, 48 disposals, zero impact. And even even the broadcaster, um, I think it was 3AW or ABC, was it? Noted that he was not fucking doing anything. He probably had fucking negative meters gained. No, he he no, it Damn. averaged out. He had ten per disposal. Mm. Sounds about right. Also, he got, he always got two hundred fantasy points in AFL. Two hundred fa- uh, two hundred AFL fantasy points. That's you, that doesn't factor in anything of worth though. That's just uh, no. you just get a point for kicking it, whether it hits a target or goes forward. Oh, I'm just talking about. Or not. I'm just talking about yeah. stats padding. He did it for a but the real good question. Job. The real question is how many real dream team points did he get? Probably super coach points, probably like sixty, because he was right. He was he was just being a crab, truly a crab. It, it did not go. It did not go unnoticed. Just how little impact he was having. Like Carlton didn't even bother to put a tag on him. It, <laughs> this is reaching Lewis Taylor and Jared Grant levels of not giving a fuck about him getting the ball. Well, I mean, Tom you compare Boyd. it to Zorko, who got it like half as much yet had. Well, Five yeah, times like, the impact. If, sure, like maybe you could. He had forty-eight disposals and only four inside fifties. Not according to the scoreboard, he didn't. Dane Zorko kicked four behinds. Tom Rockliffe one goal. Bad day for Zorko. Bad day for like, Zorko. Admittedly, yep. if if you could tell that every ball he was getting, he was feeding into the hands of Zorko or Pierce Hanley, then maybe he wouldn't be so regarded as so ineffectual. But if you actually watch him, they're fucking nothing disposals. To no one damaging, uh-huh. like all players less damaging than himself, because you know sometimes Taylor gets on the end of him. You know, it's just so much is wrong with Tom the Bryans and the well. fact that this guy's considered this guy's their captain and an on-field leader, and by some considered their most important player. Just sums up exactly where they're at. Um, Tom Belden played pretty well. Like, he played pretty well the last few games. Carlton really did not run a good year. Well, Carlton didn't want to get rid of him. To be Tom fair, Bell- he went home for personal reasons, and he's doing pretty well. Tom Bell's a good footballer. Yeah. 
if they could get more Tom Bells and less Alan Christiansons, maybe they wouldn't be in such shit shape. But, yeah, I'm just saying that Tom Bell didn't have a good game. He usually kicks like at least three or four. Oh, can't, can't he's not a goalkeeper. He just happened to kick goals a couple of weeks. It's, yeah. He's more of an in, he's an inside mid that actually moves the ball forwards. So shock horror. You know, he's <laughs> so not rated that highly in Brisbane, I guess. Um, but he hits the scoreboard and everything else. So you know, breath of fresh air for them. But Carlton, yeah, Weedering's dominating. Probably sewing the rising star up. Yeah, so what I learnt what I learnt this week was that uh, Weetering and Crips are once in a generation players. <laughs> what okay, what's what's this? Uh main board thread. <laughs> you sure that was the main board, not the fucking Carlton board? Someone actually posted that on the main uh, board. Maybe someone got lost while trying to find the Carlton board, but they, they definitely uh posted it on the main board. Yep. Oh fuck me. Are there any actual once in a generation players in the AFL? Right now? Apart from Ablett, and maybe like, Franklin. You, nah, you're talking about guys who are literally... Once in a generation basically means this guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame and probably legend status. Five. So Ablett. So Ablett. Ablett, buddy. That's it. I'll say that's Nick Rewald, but that's probably me being a bit gooey. Yeah. He's... Well, Five's going to be in there for a completely different no, reason. he's not. <laughs> Rewald's very close. As yeah, would Revolt, say, probably the next closest. A, He's the a one that Jard, he... Mitchell. They're probably nearly there. But Re- Revolt, Revolt's the one if he somehow managed to hang on for another three or four years, which is big if. But if he hung on long enough to actually take St Kilda to the promised land somehow, big if. If he had a Shane Crawford style send off, he would elevate himself, I think. But whilst he's got no flags and his legacy's kind of going to be. Helping having, having no flags. <laughs> no <laughs> flags, Nick. <laughs> Nick, no flags. Well, whilst his legacy is going to be a development kind of steering the ship yeah. a little bit, he's not going to break in. He's not going to break to that next level. And as unfortunate as that is for him, that's how we view it. You know, you got to have that. The Hall of Fame is a load of shit, anyway. But no, okay. But when you when you're talking, where's to... Sav Rocker? <laughs> <laughs> got point. I mean, they they, they got there. him confused have with his look, brother, a, and they're like, we can't put the first 200-game player in there. Every, ba- every player above him on the goal-kicking tally is in, and fucking about 200 players below him are in, and he's the only one that's not. I'm on Sab for Hall of Fame. Mate, why are you talking? <laughs> Trevor Barker's not in the Hall of Fame now. That's the tragedy. And yet fucking yeah, Mark Bickley not- is. Michael O'Loughlin <laughs> is. Michael fucking Mickey Yo, Jesus Christ. Actually, uh, talking about once in a lifetime players, Matthew Pavlich. Oh, once in a lifetime knows. No, he, yeah. he he's a once in a generation for Fremantle, and unfortunately, Nat Fife's the next one, and then you're only going to get one more when Fife's career is winding down. Um, but no, they're not once in a generation players. Anything else on that game? It's good to be Carlton supporters. I mean, realize your season expectations have already been met. I was halfway through. I mean, Jesus Christ, I can just go and party. Yeah, mode. they wouldn't want to get ahead of themselves though, you know, because that is very. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a Carlton thing to do. They should party um, all week. Just party all week. Be drunk. Don't show up to the game next week. It'll be fine. Perfectly let, fine by me. Let's go to uh, the Puffers puffed themselves up again with another win over a bottom 10 side. Collingwood uh, was shit. Yeah, Collingwood was shit. Wet, wet conditions. They what put the you, game what you away. Want, cunt? You've won one game. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were shit. Fuck up, Jose. Like, I, I saw Shades of Fremantle in Collingwood. You, so did, not, you did not, you <laughs> They're not that bad. 
I, saw, I, I must agree with Jose. I saw Shades of Fremantle with the way they were going about it. Like, it was they were just... playing themselves into trouble. Like, that's what Fremantle yeah, right. do. Our captain was as useless as yours has been. Hey, come on. He had a good <laughs> game forward, this week. Their, their high, highly priced and rated forward was about as useless as Fremantle's has been. Except they didn't have a Chris Main to kick goals this week. Jesse was their, Jesse was their Chris Main, and he didn't do it. I'll say that. Um, like, so they were they're probably worse than Fremantle. I look at Collingwood and I see, well, how tactically they're laid out, and I honestly don't think the players understand what Buckley's doing or Buckley's overcomplicating it. I mean, Did there they, was one free. That's what it's like to watch week? Richmond play. Did they there understand was... last week? Did they understand it the week before? They seem so to. That so that's two it's games. Not, Geelong aren't very. It's good not a lack of before. understanding. <laughs> it's a lack of effort. They know well, what the plan is. They're not putting it into place. That's explain why there's one person freak always in the Port Adelaide forward line. That was really strange. Like they weren't man- they weren't fucking manning up Wingard. My God. And that goes back to the not running both ways thing. Yeah. Like yes. how how else do you explain the fact that Port constantly had three players up forward? Oh, I can tell you. His name's Braden Wingard. <laughs> <laughs> talking about Braden, oh, it's, Wingard though. It's, 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 no, we're not Shut up! Game. Shut up, Jose. <laughs> like, I don't think you understand how how a team is supposed to function cohesively when it has Adam Oxley, Tuvi, and Maynard in the same fucking area. Like you're supposed to spread your retards out across the ground, not put them all in the same place. <laughs> Fuck me. Tough question. Why the fuck did I pick Braden Maynard in my super coach? Oh, because you're not drunk. Does he score points? Is he a bit of a no, Tom Rockliffe? No. I think it's like 80 or 70. Or okay, yeah. So he's he's scoring points in spite of his shitness, just like Rockliffe. No. <laughs> I have a question. Why did why did Collingwood pick Braden Maynard instead of Daniel Wow? <laughs> oh, God. I know. We, you could be saying wow every time. Like a sham wow. You said you just got a sham. Uh, yeah, I, I, I need a sham wow because I say wow every time he gets the ball and then, then my floor's all dirty. <laughs> You need to wipe up the goo with his shamwell. <laughs> Nothing else on Puffers versus Collingworth? Nope. Nah, fuck off, Scott Pendlebury. All right, um, North bounced back on the Friday night down in Tassie. The most notable thing I got out of this game was Brad didn't coach again. Is this a thing? Is Brad not allowed in Tassie ever since he kicked that security guard? He's not allowed in Big bad Brad's not allowed in Tassie. Every time he goes to go there, they... I reckon he went to leave, and the staff said, "Sorry, sir, we can't we can't allow you access to Tasmania due to you." It's like on a on a no flight list, like <laughs> Tasmanian terrorist watchdog. Uh huh. <laughs> you do need a passport to go down there. He's on the you? terrorist. He's on the watch list, and I so got a like conviction in Tassie. Yeah, for kicking. He got charged with kicking a guy, didn't he? And then it got thrown out or something. I don't know. Probably he, a it's clearly a settlement, but. No, yeah, charges against, no charges well, against Brad, but he's not allowed to come back. Yeah, no coming back to Hobart. And he thought he could sneak in because it would be dark, but no. <laughs> they still said fuck off. The Richmond, I felt really sorry from towards the end. Zero on the interchange. They weren't, they weren't going to get anywhere close to North. I don't we feel were, sorry for them. They, they should have done what they did in the NAB Cup and just took all their players off. <laughs> <laughs> It was infuriating to watch as North moved the ball down that they were dropping. They kept dropping back like I don't know what it was and just giving them this space in front of. In, like, I don't. What fucking structure is that? What is who's? And once again, this is why I was going to have tears for Hardwick if it wasn't for the tanking because what the fuck is that? It's just 
No. Just fucking, how, how, about, just... how about you let them play some instinctive football instead of getting in their heads and giving them these fucking ridiculous instructions of just fold back, just fold back, retreat like you're French. Just... Retreat like you're garlic. Well, maybe maybe they were scared of Magic Door. Well, he didn't exactly milm them. It was infuriating and, you know, yet however many on the bench doesn't make a difference um, when you're not prepared to... Yeah, turn up and play. Uh, I, I thought it was going to uh, be like with a game plan that can game. actually beat a team. Like, they look like they didn't want. It. This was the worst one of the year. This is just like one of those games from earlier in the year where it looked like there was no plan on how to score and win. It was just how do we not lose? How do we, it was very Ross Lyon esque. How do we stop them scoring? And it's and when you do that, you just get goals piled upon you now anyway. So yeah, one thing I did notice what though Boomer Harvey in game four twenty kicked goal number. 500 and I was going to make I was going to point this out before he <laughs> broke the record in his in about 7 weeks time but really for a front running goal hungry half forward slash mid to only be averaging 1.2 goals a game over career yeah this just plays into what I was going to say in 6 weeks time but he really he might have played 400 odd games but he's just a, he's marginally better than average footballer who's played a lot of games he's petri plus 100 games He's Anthony Rocker plus double. He's in the best Harvey play in the last 20 years, conclusively. Not breaking news. Suzanne Olsen hopes Neil Danaher is as well as he can be. Such an unfortunate illness he's got. Got a text message from him yesterday asking for money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nothing else on the game. That's it on that game. There's nothing else. We'll move on to your Frio. It was nice of him to clap Crowley. Yeah. That's yep. culture, isn't it? Yep. Superior <laughs> culture compared to West Coke. Jeez, they probably booed all the old players. It was such a nothing game. I mean, we knew Freo was going to win. Well, they're old players, but you keep all yours. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, Zach Merritt played well, and that's about it. Yeah, forward line started kicking goals for once, and we actually marked a ball, but that's, that's pretty much it. This game was so nothing. It's, it was, of course, Freeman going to win by 80-plus points. Yeah, um, this was a game that didn't matter. Owen changed his name by deep hole. <laughs> Cole has got it done in the shit weather. Look, you can't say too much about it. Holy shit, that weather, man. Holy shit, how did they play that? Oh, that was just disastrous. I'm so glad that when I went there, it was nice and sunny. <laughs> they could have got the actual skis on and started playing. Someone could have drowned. first weren't playing. I could have skied. I mean, there was a fairly low crowd, but you understand. I mean, that was just water polo conditions. I thought Jasney's thread was a little bit harsh about Fold the Suns because they only drew 4,000 to this game. It's like, it's lucky you drew 4,000. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fucking win. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe there were people like. even there. Not, but most people would have gone home to flooded houses and shit. Fuck sitting at the football when that's happening. (laughs) I did like how there's like people in scuba gear and the silence, and there's like a photo of the one kid sitting in the stand is pissing down, and he's like got no like rain jacket on. I'm thinking that's even sad or some shit. This is funny to watch. It probably wouldn't have been cold the rain. Nah, it would have. It would have been probably. It would have been humid though, probably. With all the moisture around mm. and that, but it was um, intriguing to watch it. Like actually intriguing. I like wet yeah. weather football. I didn't. I didn't actually see this game, but there is that element. It's always fun to watch. And the Swans dodged a bullet because these games can be tricky if you're not switched. I wouldn't on. blame the Swans if they lost this. I mean, it was a genuine fifty-fifty. No, neither. 
I'll say both teams competed well considering the conditions. Wet weather does certainly even things out. Um, it's wet weather makes it effort versus effort, it, and if your effort's there, you beat them. Yeah, if it's a, and if it's a good team versus a shit team, it kind of drags the good team skill levels kind of down a bit to match the uh, match the other teams. Yeah, so you you got to want it more. You really have to want. I mean, at least more. Richmond didn't play because Hardwick would probably say, "Yeah, just chip the ball around a lot. It'll be fine." <laughs> oh fuck yeah. No shit. Yeah, I'm surprised no one... Did anyone get injured in that game? I'm surprised no one did. No. It was a bit of a quagmire. But... Yeah. It's, you know, someone would do a knee or something like that because, you know, it's slippery and stuff like that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lot harder to do a knee when the ground's got a bit of give in it. You, you know, your foot just goes in it. There's a lot more. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Last game that didn't matter. Crow's skied. Yeah, anyone who under the temp goes in there, they get fucking walloped. Besides that time, mm. that um, team that shall not be named... Went in there and they only got hit, you know, hit by thirty points. But you know, every team that goes under under ten gets walloped by like hundred plus points. No surprise. We got fucking smashed. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, good. I, I, I still think St Kilda played better than Fremantle did when uh, Fremantle played oh, there. Yeah. So there's that. It was a scrap. It was a scrap fest. But you know, you get the picture. Adelaide just wiped anyone off the park. I mean, Adelaide Oval. I do like how we've had injuries. Hugh Goddard got injured, except, which except really sucks. They lost two. You dickhead. Yeah, no. Goddard injured, McCartan injured, we lost Dempster and Sam Fisher as well, so we have no key defenders. Shit. We're well fucked. You've got Tom Lee. <laughs> I, di- I didn't realise uh, he was still on your list until at some point they fucking trot him out for one game this year, and I was like... Oh. We've got Luke Delaney Look, and Tom Lee, that's our key defender he, stocks. Yeah, Tom Lee should have been playing in front of Goddard because he's earned his spot more than Goddard did. But be- because, no, on performance in the VFL, but because people were asking about where Goddard was, they played him and bomb bomb. Now he's out for a year. You and your How's that trade working out for you, St. Kilda? Oh, they got rid of Reese. They still won. <laughs> they Goddard still won. could never play another game, and they still won. Yes, yes. They, his 10 games last year, better than anything Stanley dished up. Unbelievable that you're actually going to play that card. Stanley. If any, if any, if any, plainly, if anything, it's an, at worst, it's a nil all draw for St Kilda. But really, Goddard's only got to play forty or fifty games. At he's, well, he's better than Tom Boyd's level two. Uh, yeah, at the, at the moment, it's a nil all draw with St Kilda winning on penalties. Well, that's a win. So a win. That's still just disappointing. Like I don't know why we get on a plane and we turn to shit, but. Someone better sort it out. You didn't do that when you went to Launceston, so I think it's just when you head west. As soon as you start flying west... It's a, it's a time zone thing. Not acclimatising. Need to get that so, extra 30 minutes and two hours sleep. St Kilda is basically the bizarre west coast anytime. It's probably the further they fly, the earlier they have to get there just to be safe. So it means they've got more time in the hotel rooms to fuck about and have... The St Kilda style bonding sessions and out come, out come the cameras and yeah, Sam in, in the hotel away. they were too busy practicing their selfies for their after games. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me if we do. It's like they were rattled by the criticism and they spent all week practicing selfies instead of practicing football. Let's go to the talking points. Well, we'll stay on St Kilda. St Kilda want to bring in conferences. I'm not sure what the angle is here. Well, they're trying to do the NFL style stuff. But yeah, in a really, really bad must, way. They like must they have put themselves it. in the same one as Fremantle, so they could play them twice a year. This, that must be the angle here. We have a conference with ourselves, and just ourselves, and we get by for the finals. I think you still win the spoon that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's just, you know, it's just 
AFL are going to implement the scheme, you know, any scheme, whatever they do, and they completely stuff it up. It's like the goal review system at the start was an absolute mess. We, we still have the goal review as a mess because it's not even at all grounds. We don't need a conference system. Like In theory, it would work if they had something like a soft conference system that rotated over years, but a permanent one. It doesn't really suit our singular I'd, ladder. I'd like to see some sort of rolling-type fixture, not a conference system, but something that basically guarantees that over a uh, five- or whatever-year period of time, every team plays in every state, Every team plays every other team a certain number of times, so you don't get kind of bullshit uh, scenarios where Hawthorne don't go to Brisbane for 10 years or something like that. Just some things that guarantee X number of games between two teams over a period of time, but don't go splitting them into conferences. There's a really easy way to do it. 18 teams across 22 rounds. You could over the four years, you'd play everyone twice in one of those years, and you could play a rival team twice every one of those years, which means the derbies and the showdowns don't have to move, etc. Like, you could play one team like that every year twice, and then the rest of the teams, you could play them twice one year. It'd be really easy to do it and rotate it like that, and you'd still get to keep the things that mean free on West Coast don't have to travel that extra week. So every, so every club plays each other once. They have one designated rival week, then the rest, they just rotate amongst the other teams. Yep, and the four remaining double-ups each year for four years, and that takes up the other 16 teams, yeah. Yeah, then I you just reverse, like, Coleman away. Exactly, and reverse it, rounds. and you're going to play those teams over four years five times, so you'll probably, yeah, three and two, something like that. It would be really easy to do. Which means the AFL won't do no, it. doesn't make sense, anyway. Let's go to... Did anyone catch the Crows with wandering out on the ground? This was last week, but we missed it. The Crows going out and practicing on the ground whilst the women's football game was going. How disrespectful... <laughs> How disrespectful by a team that's wanting a license in the women's league. Well, they're going to get one because Port gave yeah. up. <laughs> Port gave up because, yeah, well, I don't know. They haven't got enough Chinese women food. One child but policy. Because yeah. Chinese don't rate women, so there's no point having that around. But seriously, like, how do you think that that's okay and that's just... This is the sort of thing I would expect from St Kilda. To actually, like, there's a game in play. It doesn't matter, like... When they talked about it on the footy show, it doesn't matter who it is. There is a game in play, and you just think that you can go on there. It's like fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah if someone if someone it's came good. on and disrupted the Oz kickers at halftime, you'd say, "Gee, that's a bit uh, bit uncalled for." They're trying to have fun and play a game, and obviously the the women's uh, well, it's going to be a, a serious comp for you know. So we need to take it seriously. Even yeah. you, Adelaide. You're trying to build it up. They're trying to make this a thing and make it, look, look, women's football matters to you. Well, look how much it didn't matter to a team that's going to have their own women's team. What a laugh. Sends a, just sends a terrible message to the unfortunate women who are going to play for that shithole team <laughs> in that shithole city. This is, this, it's very South Australian, isn't it, to be quite a few years behind on the uptake? Oh, sorry, guys. We, we, we actually rate women. Are, are, are women even allowed to vote in South Australia? <laughs> Uh, so I still understand why it would um, go on during the you know, the games. Like, come on. Just let the games happen. Like, you can do your pre-game warm-up and whatever the they have pretty, players they do. They like, flashing new stadium with a... I'm pretty sure it's a pretty big set of rooms down there to kick the football in. Like, it's quite large. They made a big fuss about how they could train down there. Why can't they go just over to the bridge and kick on that? Fuck well, it. Can they install the ferals in South Australia, you know? 
They might get yeah. beaten up like Kraken. Run, run afoul of an angry puffer fish just loitering around. Run into Alfred at the front. <laughs> just start throwing like Asian food at him. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing else on the crows and women's football. No, they don't deserve a team. But they're gonna they're gonna get one. Well done, well done, Port Adelaide. Well done, Port Adelaide. This is this is all your fault. <sighs> fucking see, Port Adelaide, fucking up again. All right, last of the talking points: the Bryans, <laughs> the Bryans, and we've kind of hinted at this. The Bryans want a priority pick. <laughs> the Bryans are going to ask for a priority pick. Now, has it been confirmed what sort of priority pick? Are they going to ask? Are they going to ask for a first rounder, or are they going to ask for an end of first rounder? Or because if they're going to ask for a pick to go with, uh, presuming they finish second bottom, which I think they will, just ahead of Essendon, do they want, really want pick two and three? Is this what they're asking for? I think they did. They put in for one last year, same as Carlton, and that was a first rounder. So they. Yeah. I think they asked for pick two and three last year, and they're going to do the same this year. For fuck's sake, how about you get your own house in order and actually figure out all the problems with your coach and your list and your yeah. captain and actually figure out those problems before you ruin some kid's career? You're not going to even keep him anyway, so just fuck off. Yeah, exactly. In three years' time, when the kid fucks off home, they're going to be asking for another one. About they get their house in order, and then if shit's still fucked, go, we've tried everything, you know, no matter what we do, it's not working. Then you ask instead of going, oh, what's the quick, quickest fix? Ask. Let's not fix ourselves. Let's just let's just ask for help. You don't ask. You stop right now being a fucking charity handout, fucking piece of shit football club, and you stand up for yourself and go, you know what, we'll build something ourselves. And you know, like an academy. And we will make this good. And we'll make this a place where we can keep players and players won't want to fucking run away as soon as they can. You know what they should do? Stop Alan Christensen rooting all the players' wives and get Tuckle, <laughs> get Bell to do it so at least their father's sons will be fucking good. <laughs> um, that but no, like, they have, a fu- they have a fucking academy and they're worried about, like, how about you actually... Use the academy? Use the academy to find some decent athletes, developing them into footballers, and, you know, keep some of those, draft some players who actually want to be there. Instead of drafting James Aish, who clearly didn't want to be a footballer enough, as he's showing at Collingwood, how about you draft someone who unconditionally wants to be a footballer to the extent that they will play anywhere that's not completely fucking broken? Seriously, how did I become collateral damage in this? Why do you have to hurt me? Because that's the thing, they're they're fucking up their their draft picks by taking these guys that don't want to be there. And, you know, they might not be the most talented. You might be drafting, say, with Aish, they had pick seven. Maybe if they drafted the ninth or tenth best player in that draft instead of the seventh, he might still be there and contributing. But instead, they've got fucking nothing and they've gone backwards because they're too stubborn, you know, to actually settle for someone who wants to play for them. And what year is what year is Ace drafted? Two years. Thirteen or fourteen? Uh, the fourteen. Yeah, he had two years 13. at Brisbane and then he fucked off. So no, thirteen. So 13. number thirteen, first year fourteen. I just think it's like, why are Brisbane even asking for it? I mean, yeah, fix fix the St. club. Gilda's won less games and we're not asking for it. We're like, oh well, we'll just fucking rebuild normally. They'd... Take a bit of chances with players. Why would you give a club a priority pick if they don't even know what they're doing with their fucking coach? Because that's not what your culture is. Because you have a little bit of fucking spite about you. You're not some kind of fucking... Oh, they make me so angry. Ouch. Ouch. Say, Fuck off. They, they could have had uh, Patrick Cripps, but they took Asian and, and, and you know what? Ouch. You know what, Patrick Cripps? That prick juice. He probably would have stayed, stayed 
He would have stayed. He would yeah. he, he, as long as Tom as long as Tom Rockliffe didn't fucking treat him like shit, which you know he um, probably does, considering Agcock and all that other stuff. But you know he might have actually stayed, and you know they'd kept him. And this goes back to the poor culture from when Crazy Vossi ruined what they had going for him years ago by getting rid of Riscatelli or forcing Riscatelli and- out, who might have been their next captain, and meant they wouldn't have had to have appointed Rockliffe. Well, speaking speaking of uh, Rockcliffe treating people like shit, I I like that he, uh, uh, or rather, found funny that he took a bit of a swipe at uh, Matheson during the week and said he needs to cut out the ducking, which obviously I agree with that point of view. But your captain coming out and saying it in a press conference and publicly criticizing yeah, you a second probably player. isn't the best way to go about it. No, it's just and it's like a no wonder everyone fucking group. hates this guy. Exactly, like you want these guys to stay there and play there, and you don't want them fucking off home so that you don't have to ask for priority picks and be a charity case, as Mork says. So yeah, how about like yeah, just f- have that conversation behind closed doors? Yes. and I've got no problem with it. But publicly fucking <laughs> hanging out at second game player to dry when, yep when no one that you hated when you're not exactly scot free and you, it's not like you don't have things that you could work on yourself yeah having your captain come out unless there's no flies on you having your captain come out and you know just kick the others doesn't look good shut up scott uh, Pendlebury. unless you're a guy like luke hodge who has a fucking impeccable record in the public opinion then uh it's not really your place to be criticizing unless you're a good bloke you don't get to do that it's but yeah you're right it's fucking it's garbage then is stop relying on fucking handouts and actually start build like they've made Poor decisions off field all the way through. They built they that facility. It. Yeah, they're not running themselves well. And admittedly, the AFL needs to take a look at the clubs that don't run themselves well. And they've done it with Melbourne. They've done it with Carlton over the years. And they've looked at these clubs. They're going to need to look, have a look at Brisbane, and they're going to need to say, "No, you need to fix your other shit before we start giving you before we start wasting resources." Yeah, if, if they do, if they do what they did with you. Melbourne, where they like. Uh, they hey. obviously uh, hey, installed the CEO themselves and then paid for the coach. Like, go the they, Brisbane need a slow five plus year rebuild, even from they, now. Well, it, they need a coach who can they, actually. They need coach. to start with new new administration, new they, board, they need, new coach. They need to run the Just broom clean the whole place They out. need to get rid of fucking Lee Fall, who thinks who's so self serving that he thinks that the draft should be done over two years. Because what do you know? If you did it that way, Brisbane would have the number one pick this year. And probably the year after, because Essendon will probably win more games once they get their band players back. So, you know, how about he pulls his pants up, steps away from the urinal, and does some work to actually fix the club instead of thinking of bizarro solutions. And instead of being a fat bug trying to get rid of the other team that's yeah, exactly and distracting, it's throwing like fucking on. jabs at the other club that's, you know, actually trying to go about things the right way, just fucking it up. Yeah, instead of throwing punches from behind. Yeah. Poor it's not like there aren't blueprints to, as to how it's done. There's like you so look many. at Hawthorne ten years ago, Carlton under Bolton now, Richmond. even even Essendon, Rich, uh, like Richmond have built from the the Wallace and Frawley fuck ups into, you know, we're we're not winning a flag, but certainly we're not the basket case anymore because you actually got to you you make uh, good uh, crowd numbers and money off the field, so I guess that's all your uh, all your uh, board is happy with. <laughs> But Geelong, even? Fucking, who else are we talking? Port Adelaide. Fucking, fucking Port we did Adelaide. It. Port Adelaide, yeah, com- Port Port Adelaide from, went through the compromise 11, 12 draft to, era. 
from Primus to yeah, the and era. got rid of Primus and cleaned out the bad culture of sorts, and you know found a good appointment as a coach. I mean, we managed to rise up the ladder with Grant Thomas as a coach, for fuck's sake. I mean, you know, the argument is, or well, you don't understand what it's like in the northern fucking states. But we, you don't understand we under, yeah, we understand how you build a fucking football club. It's not that hard. Become a home for mercenaries and guys running away from their problems, like Christensen. <laughs> yeah, it's bullshit. Anyway, anything else on that? Nope. Let's move on. Question time. First one comes from One-Eyed Sainer. If you could deactivate any Flogs account permanently, who would it be and why? Starburns, because he's shit. <laughs> Just for that, I will deactivate your account, because I can. <laughs> oh, look at you, flexing your muscles. Damn right. I'll probably, this week, probably Teach, because it's a fucking hang rabbit. On, hang on, don't, we'll come to him, we'll forget, forget Teach. Okay, we'll I come, never We'll come that. back to him in about five minutes' time. <laughs> I wonder what mm. for. I would not deactivate someone's account, but I would strongly recommend that some people do not go on the bay. Hi, Divi. I would, I would deactivate uh, Man With No Name's account, just because it would be very interesting to see what he would actually do with his life <laughs> when he has, like... The one thing he his Twitter like wakes too. up to do, yeah, like that's that's the only thing he's got going for him in his life, and I just just want to see what happens to him once that's gone. So yeah, um, but how else? But who else would create the valet friends? Um, whoever that poor bastard was who created the Jack Black one prematurely. Um, yeah, I'd agree with Man of Out. No maybe name as maybe well. the boys. He did that one about Owen. Um, <laughs> it, since Man yeah, with No what? Name's taken, fuck it, why not Chunky Chicken? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to think of one. I'd go with um, Tazhawk15, so people think my alias is the um, actual what one. about you? Um... Oh, you're such an attention whore. Okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd nominate Jose because <laughs> he <laughs> Fuck off, Jose. Well, oh, can we also, could also nominate Mud. He was melting like a... Just fucking being a wanker. Yeah, I think the West Coast supporters are quite accurate of him. He's quite a sprinkler. One I'd say also wants to know who's the most overrated player, both at your club and not at your club. At St Kilda. I'm going to say Sam Gilbert. I mean, some people on other boards think Sam Gilbert's carrying St Kilda. He's I'm... not. You think that? You are a fucking mongoloid and kill I yourselves. Go, I want to go a similar track on recent comments at the moment that people seem to be talking up. Fucking Sean Hampson. No. <laughs> He's fucking. He's a fucking potato. Shut the fuck up. Scott Embleberry. I thought you were going to say Maynard because Cookie put him in his super coach. No, if, if anyone actually rates Maynard, they're retarded. But I, on this year, Scott Embleberry. I can't actually answer this question because Hawthorne Brady. don't have any overrated Brady. players. They're all criminally Brady. underrated. Okay, fine. If I have to pick one, Brad Hill. Uh, uh-huh. Entire competition, Joel Selwood. Entire competition, Surioli. Overrated. Was that, a, was, that a, was that a deliberate pun? Criminally? Because <laughs> some of them are criminally rated. Like Brent Hill. I'm actually I'm going to go Scott Pendlebury. Oh, He's unaccountable. You, the reach arounds don't come for another three minutes. But he fucking is, though. <laughs> unaccountable. He misses, like, easy shit. I mean... He's had a crap season this season compared to his lofty standards. Ever since, I think it was Starburns mentioned the uncharacteristic miss with uh, with him, uh, I've been looking out for that, and it's happened so often mentioned. this year. No, I mentioned it. I mentioned it. Uncharacteristic miss every time he does it. Yeah, I've, I've been, since you mentioned that, sorry, I got the quote wrong, but yeah. 
since you mentioned it, I've been looking out for it, and it's happened so often I this know, year. I've, I know. So it's, I noticed he, it's he definitely it's, it's Judd esque, Judd Shanks esque. It, exactly right. It, that is exactly what it is. It's like Judd Shanks, all uncharacter, uncharacteristic. Oh fucking no! It just right, it melts my brain. He's still better than Tom Rockcliffe, though. Obviously. So am I. So is James. 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 I'll go with mine. Nick Subin. Straight right at Fremantle. Nobody rates Nick Subin. Nobody rates Nick Subin. A lot of Fremantle board people do. At least pick fucking Neil yeah. or someone that we know. Okay. Lockie Neil. I'll go with him. He's the biggest, he's the biggest step paddler I know. Lockie Neil. And David Money's been in the league. And um, the overrated in the league Thanks, is Joel Selwood. Joel Selwood's overrated. He's not very good. fucking copying it here. Oh, because all Joel Selwood has is getting hit high for a kick, so that's it. All right. Um, Red Vest Morgs wants to know, why was there only 28,567 people at the Pies home game? Yeah, I am I was really, really shocked at the crowd. Like, it was a cold day, and it did rain all day, but it, it wasn't the kind of game you go, oh, I better not go today. Like, I don't particularly like the early Sunday game. I think it's a shit time, but... I, I was still there. So there was, there was still five of us there. Do you reckon Scott Panderbury should send him a message to harden up? If he sends me another what? text message, he's getting another reply. Fuck. <laughs> what if he sends Sousa text message asking for money? She might. He texts her asking for money. Oh god, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, no. No, do you, think, do you think all the uh, all the Collingwood supporters are staying away because he's playing? No. No, probably staying away because Travis is playing. No, no one's staying away because of Travis. And no one's not – like, people aren't not turning up because of – like, someone said on the radio on SEN tonight, people aren't turning up because of Buckley. Like, you're fucking – are you retarded? Like, last week's effort – last week we didn't win, but the effort was good. The Like, the game plan was solid. If it wasn't for the injuries, we probably would not have lost that game. Like, no one off the back of that isn't turning up. That just doesn't so, make so, sense. So the supporters need to harden up and get out in the cold weather. Pendlebury's right. Fucking do. Turn up. Maybe, I don't know, is it the off-pay week of Centrelink? I'm not sure. I don't know. K4E wants to know, are the pufffish becoming overinflated again? Short answer, yes. Yes, because they're thinking about game six weeks <laughs> in advance. And calling it a 50-50. <laughs> And calling it a 50-50 against the side that's top of the table. You're not even in the eight, you fucking mong. Well, they're calling, like, West Coast away at Perth for 50-50. Oh, no, that's no, even no, no, that's 100, that's 100 zero. This is, this is West Coast we're talking about. No, yeah, yeah, they're calling like, that in Perth away yeah. for them. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what putting... I mean. West Coast will beat them by 10 goals. Yeah, but they're thinking, oh, yeah, we'll no, win. we've got a chance. 50-50, not even if West Coast were a bottom 10 team, I don't think. Well... When you think about it, it all boils down to this. Every game is a 50-50. You either win or you don't. Or you draw. Draw. Yeah, not a 33-33-33. That, 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 doesn't, um, that doesn't add up to 100. I think the puffer yeah, fish will exactly. be coming back to reality be, next week. Are you not supposed to be good with numbers? Fucking hell. That was penal. I reckon the doggies will, doggies will beat Port, I reckon, and they'll come streaming da- back down to reality. Well, that wouldn't be surprising. It's all right. Next week they'll be up again because they'll fucking forget their shit. Yeah, because they're playing a team that can't cannot be named next week. Let's go to this week on the bay. Let's start with thread of the week. Wicked burn, mate. It's got to be that thread. Yep. Hang on. What about what about Owen? Owen changes his name by Depol to one one. One one sounds Is like this a panda name. Thread of the week or thread of the week. 
I will say also the Ross Lyon Fred from Plugger that delivered some premium Fremantle melts and Bender was just knocking logs out in that thread. Not as not as funny as the Rockcliffe one, though. No, we have a worst flo- worst thread of the week? No, no, because we have Flog of the Week for that. Oh, good. Are we at that point yet? Because I think I, I'm, I, nominate, I nominate Tire Boys. I love Deepol. Deepol was great. <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think de- I think Deepol for all the wrong reasons. It was a more epic backfire. The other one was just a bit of repeating the jokes, whereas this one was just... This is a train wreck from start to finish, and it continues to be one because he keeps fronting up. <laughs> he just doesn't. Just doesn't get it. Like, when you no. fuck up that monumentally, you have to abandon thread. Like, abort, abort, abort. Okay. Everyone's seen the Simpsons episode where Homer becomes a boxer, and he wins basically yep. by just absorbing all the hits and never fighting back Hope with anything. Like, and they get tired. That's basically tire boys in this thread. He'll outlast the trolling in that thread because he'll just front up and keep getting hit. And sure, he'll respond with insults, but they are about as effective as a Tom Rockliffe disposal. So, you know, no one's getting smacked down by them, but eventually people will get bored of him. And he'll... He'll have a victory in his own mind there. That's the thing with Tire Boys. He drags you down to his level and then beats you with experience. Well, he, doesn't, he, doesn't really, he, doesn't really, he doesn't really beat you as such, but he'll never sink away with tail between his legs. He'll never he'll give up fight. There's a good unintentional pun in there, Starbirds. I think you, you referenced that the other posters will all get uh, tired. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that one wins, but honourable mention to the giving it the good old college try. Oh. <laughs> Robbed. Mods, do your fucking job. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of mods, do your job and giving it the gold college try. Let's go to Flog of the Week. And I think we're unanimous on the winner of this. Three, two, one. Teach. What is this, three out of the last four now or something? <laughs> three out of the last four. Three, three. Can he actually win Flog of the Year? Yeah, he really needs to be leading at the moment. It's, it's, a, pretty, it's a pretty like... slow feel, but geez, those two threads, one was incomprehensible and the other one was just bizarre. It's just, why was he talking about NL on the top bunk? Why was he talking about time travel? He's also talking about, like, incest as yeah, well. And... It was, was fucking weird. Daughter, bride? Yeah. What? Is he Tasmanian? or what? He's no. gone full Adelaide on us. I'm not sure what he's talking about, but I don't want to be involved. He seemed a little bit drunk last week, which people may have picked up on, and it seems like he hasn't stopped since. I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to go to. I don't want to go too hard on him because he's. You know, he's. He's, he's not all here. Right, he's not here to defend himself, but. If he was, he'd just say, "Shut up, you can't." He's just in a rut at the moment. Well, mid mid flog in a, in a crisis. Rut, mid flog crisis. A pretty good way of putting it, Jose, because really, it's. What what's going on? He is hashtag concerning. He is more concerning than Geelong's youth. He's more concerning than fucking he's Billy Smets, Reese Stanley, and Chip. You all put together. He's in a deeper hole than Rosslyn. He, he's dead set concerning cat elderly. Mm. Something wrong with that. <laughs> he, he looks as confused as the teach that Morg's got the photos of picking butts out of the bin. It's out of the bin. <laughs> Ever since I revealed those photos of him, he's just... He's, <laughs> he's, he's rattled. <laughs> I've got him on the ropes now. I still think with some dishonourable mentions, though, I mean, Hawk oh, came in with yeah. another shit okay, thread. Just, just, teach has it won. just fuck off. Just stop being a little cunt and just go away with your stats and your... Oh, Hawthorne won the most flag since 1961. But Hawthorne had 40k people at this game in Tassie. <laughs> Oh, no, he's yeah, so, a... you're as bad as him, if not worse. 
Maybe, maybe I am him, Penal. <laughs> no, you're not that stupid. No, there's no way he could have kept Alice. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, guys, oh, yeah. look, guys, look, I'm Hawk. <laughs> um, any, any other dishonorable, any other dishonorable mentions? Mud for being muddy and also stupid. Guys, I've got an Alice. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all the dishonorable mentions and. But Teach has to win it. No poll last week because, frankly, I couldn't think of fucking anything. So, yeah. sorry for that. Yeah, Tireboy stole our uh, He stole the poll. Stole the poll. Essendon versus Hawthorne next week's games. Ugh, penal. Give us a margin somewhere between 150 and 220. 230. <laughs> Put it in. Essendon, Essendon will give it the old That's college try, but they'll lose by about 70, 80. If you're tipping Essendon in this game, I question your sanity. I question your belief in football. And I what's, question... What's the attention? Of they, they, they've they've been now. given what the Essendon players were given. The old herd Kool-Aid. Yeah. Um, Hawthorne will win by 100 plus. If um, Hawthorne don't, don't had, score 100 points, it's a choke. I don't think they've had a 100 point loss this year. Yeah, well, there goes my yeah, prediction. Yeah. So it I, I, needs to happen for the good of the game. needs to happen yeah. this week. Hawthorne. Puffers versus the Doggies at Adelaide Oval. Doggies. It's a tough one, but I reckon the Doggies would, you know, run all over them again. If there was ever a time when a bomb could be dropped on the ground, this could be. Because seriously, there's no real history to be lost. Two flags between them. Two flags between them. No one would even give a fuck. A bunch of tarps. (laughs) It would be the best thing that's ever happened to both clubs. Start it on We'd end up at war with China, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we should do it before we get too close to China. Support because the Chinese probably enjoy eating dogs. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure if it's dog-eating season yet, but um, it might be. Hang on, let me just, just check it out. June. Fucking oath. Port Adelaide. Um, uh, actually, before I, before I do my tip, I need to check whether this is a 50-50 game or not. <laughs> That'll that'll help me decide. All right, let me let me just check. I don't know. They've only sorry. They've only posted stats for rounds seventeen to twenty three. So clearly, they wanted to exclude this game because they think mm. they'll lose it. Yeah, that's, it that's the only no explanation. 50 chance. It doesn't. Well, they weren't saying their games. They were. Oh no, it, they haven't. No, they were saying North's games, and Port was a fifty fifty one. Oh, yeah, they were. They, they weren't talking oh, about brand games. They were talking so about this. Isn't so. I don't even know if this is a fifty fifty game or not. Fuck. No, this is like teach not knowing oh, dr- where it's being oh, played. Well, or I'm going to call it a fifty fifty and pick a draw. Dogs are going to win. Fuck it. Come at me, you puffer flogs. <laughs> oh my god. Brian's versus Fremantle. Gabba. Can we have Morgs as bomb or whatever <laughs> yeah. drop on yeah, this if game ever instead? Again, we needed a bomb dropped on it. I'm sorry, Morgs, but we can wait in line. <laughs> Are they playing at the same time? We could have, like, dual terror attacks. No, they're not, unfortunately. Oh, damn. Um, um, yeah, this one, this game's going to be boring, but Fremantle will probably win by, like, two points. And, and only score. I, I think the more interesting prediction <laughs> is who is Tom Rockcliffe going to throw under the bus in the next week? Uh, probably probably lethal. <laughs> lethal. This is a game that... Will anyone watch this game outside of, like, the one Brisbane well, supporter in Brisbane? You know what? You know, 
and you know what? Anyone who's got nothing better to do because it is the 4:40 game on the Saturday afternoon. There's, I would I, rather I, watch rugby. I am, I am pretty sure it's not hard to find something better think, to I don't do think so, than to geez, watch this. If you game. found yourself, if you found yourself just sitting down after having watched Port vs Dogs and you couldn't be fuck getting up, and, and, I could be doing what? garden work, if which would be more interesting that, than this game. If you find yourself in that predicament, I recommend a nap. They're really good, and 4:40 is a good nap time. So just like do that, set an alarm, like wake up at 7 and you can start your day again. Don't watch this game. If you are watching it, drink a shitload of beer. Good luck. And if whiskey. you are watching this, end your life. And get a lot of, get teacher's hallucinogens. That will help you. <laughs> Go on the teach diet. <laughs> Good idea, Cookie. You can drink this game, play a Tom Rockliffe drinking game. Every time he gets a disposal that doesn't really do anything, drink. I'll do that. You I'll get a bowl of, jo- I'll no, get a no, bowl of no, whiskey, no, no. You, and I will do it. Violet you, cookie. You, you won't. You won't get killed, Penny. You just get drunk enough that the game looks vaguely interesting. I oh, doubt that. Every time he has a disposal that doesn't do anything, that would have been forty-eight on the weekend. <laughs> You'd be wanting- forty-eight. No, no, forty-seven. Let's be fair. Forty-seven. I believe he kicked a goal somehow. Yeah, I'll do it. I will get a bottle of whiskey and I will tr- have a drinking game for that game. I will watch it for the good of society. Don't. We've talked way too much about a game that doesn't even matter before <laughs> it's played. Fremantle. Brisbane. Brisbane. Uh, draw. Fuck it, draw. But society will lose. Everyone's a loser having to listen to this. Geelong versus North, the battle for the top bunk. Ah, Brad wins. <laughs> Brad, Brad wins top bunk rights because um, he's sick, so he gets sick. <laughs> Because when you're sick, you always get the better things, so... Suze will let him have the top bunk, because Chris doesn't count. <laughs> no Hawkins, and probably no umpires this week, North. Yeah, North. I mean, Hawkins is a big loss for no, the he's, Cats. He's done fuck all. He's big. not a... Yeah, big sight. He's a big, he's a big loss. Yeah, he's a big loss to yeah. the food revenue yet, and he had. He's a but... big loss, because there'll be more space on the They have to move the ball around him to get up the ground. They have to go around him. He's quite a he's quite an obstacle to move the ball out defensively. Go around. <laughs> but North should win. I mean, they're probably going a bit better than Geelong, while well, a lot better, and they probably have a better midfield despite Danger and Selwood. Well, they do because they have more than two midfielders. So well, North, North have no youth, but that's still better than Geelong's youth because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the youth isn't dragging them down. Exactly, North will win. The only thing no better than crap youth. Yeah, North Youth drag down the cabbies. <laughs> <laughs> At least of North Youth, you know, contribute to their team financially or, you know, convictions wise. But yeah, North. West Coast versus Adelaide over in Perth or Eagles to ski. Ten goals. West Coast. Kennedy played this week. Oh, Has West Coast actually picked a good team over there yet? Like yeah. I'm looking I'm looking for the form line on this and the best game I have is like the dogs last week because West Coast have only really played the crap teams over there. So they've really only played the crap teams at all because the dogs are shit. Oh, um, but they've, they've lost a bunch of teams. No, they haven't. They played Richmond over there. <laughs> yeah, Richmond is shit. Um, that's a tough game actually to tip oh, because I, I, Adelaide I, are pretty good as well. But I'd tip West Coast just purely because of home advantage. Adelaide seem to travel alright this year so I'm going to go them. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably go Adelaide. It's probably Coast. game of the round. Yeah. Yep. Saints versus Carl Tank. Ugh, fuck me. Ugh. Carlton. Oh, St Kilda, St Kilda have injuries. Carlton. Carlton probably don't have the forwards to take advantage, but I still think they might just win this the way both teams are going. Just come out and play well, St Kilda, for the love of God. But I've gone to Carlton. I have no faith in my team. I reckon St Kilda will score under 50 as well. Well, one to Well, he's so 50. 
50 points. You'll score more than that. No, you won't. Carlton have no defence. You'll score more than Frio. Saints, Ooh, Saints, have been, Saints were pretty unconvincing against Frio and then that, that yeah. loss against Adelaide. So on form, I think Carlton, they just seem to have that belief that they can can win every week, pretty much. So, yeah, they'll win. It's a good story. It's a good story. I pick Carlton. I love football. <laughs> Richmond versus the Suns. MCG. No, Richmond. We'll win this Smash one. Smash we'll... against a weak opponent. Unfortunately, win. it's not a can, so Richmond to win. Yeah, Richmond to win, but I, I can just predict Richmond is doing one of the you know epic fails and losing this game. Giants versus the Cole as well. As was forecast in the thread last week, I'll be supporting the Giants in this game because, you know, they're the less plastic of the two teams. And I think they'll, win. they'll bounce spotless. back because the Most Swans important. had the tough hit out in the wet to back up. I will front. go for the Giants as well because unlike a certain Sydney club, they actually can develop their own key position forwards <laughs> instead of nicking them from every other team. Yeah, I go gum Giants because they seem to... Kill everyone at Spotless, including bloody Hawthorne, especially Hawthorne, actually. So they'll do the same to us. Yeah, I feel like whoever wins football is the loser, but I, I will go with Sydney. I'll go GWS, and apparently this is going to be their first sellout, which is cool. Oh. Um, yeah, there's only about 300 general admin tickets left and very few reserved seats, so good to see. Go to the Giants. More sellouts in Brisbane about recently. Biggest sellouts in Brisbane. No one's a bigger sellout than Port, but... <laughs> <laughs> and finally on the Monday, Queen's birthday, Melbourne versus Collingwood. I think this must might be comparable to Brisbane versus Fremantle. Uh, no. Oh, fuck. At least people will be interested in this game. I think it'll be a scrap first. Pino, I'm sorry, that's great. Well, uh, but I think this will be a scrap first. I reckon Melbourne to win, though. As much as I'd like all our supporters to turn up for the big freeze, I hope that not one of us other than me turns up so that Melbourne a dollar off of us. Fucking wank. I tip Collingwood. <laughs> they might not make a dollar off your morgues, but they will get four points off you, Melbourne. So that, that'll be eight for the year. Good work, Collingwood. Woo! I'll, yeah, I'll go Melbourne. Melbourne. Melbourne have a better midfield. They're in form and they have this key Melbourne forwards. Have better midfield. They have a better midfield than Trelaw and Dupree. Oh, the... <laughs> yes, because their midfield and, and, runs both ways. No, there's no one, there's no one characteristic wow. turnovers in their midfield. <laughs> And they're all accountable too. And and they have Jack Watts. That's just a win right there. Cookie, that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. They have a better midfield. They do. Their midfield runs both ways. You're an idiot too. What do you call Vince? Petrarca? Pretty good, impressive young unit. You're an idiot, Cookie. Just I follow love, my I tips, Cookie. I love how they've got the Collingwood have the better midfield and the second name player is the guy who's been copying shit for the last month. The most overrated player in my competition and at Collingwood. No, 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 no. No, in my team. Because no one else rates anyone else in my team. In the competition. And you kind of agreed. Um, So, yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah. Anyway, this was the Flogcast for round 12. Starburns joined by Cookson. Goodbye. Jose. See ya. Morgs. Goodbye. And Penal. Toodaloo. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next week.